We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome. We are glad you're here on this New Year's Eve Day edition, the final show of 2020 for the Bill Michaels Show. And, uh, well, we can at least finally put 2020 in the rearview mirror. Hopefully it doesn't linger too far into 2021, and hopefully it uh, begins on a very positive note. Packers getting a win this weekend would be fantastic. you got a lot of good uh, college football coming up this weekend as well, but some really good games that what I want to get into. I want to talk a little bit about uh, here in this hour. Packers pick up Snacks Harrison. Uh, Matt LaFleur talks today. He is at practice. He uh, goes through the uh, COVID protocols, uh, but he could be playing this weekend. And with Kingsley Kiki uh, out due to the concussion protocol, uh, it's another big body that they can throw in there. And there is something to be said about putting a guy like Snacks Harrison alongside uh, Kenny Clark and being able to put, you know, the, the, the big beef in the trenches, if you will. So uh, here's the question. Do, and, and I really I want to go back because we didn't have I was always off the last couple of days. We didn't have a lot of chance to talk about this because we really broke down the game on Monday and we haven't discussed this further. But the Packers pick up Snacks Harrison. The defense seems to be playing better. The win against Tennessee was what many people were discussing. That if that was the win, if there was a team that the Packers needed to beat, that that was going to be the win that was going to convince people that this team has the capability of getting to a Super Bowl uh, as the best team in the NFC. And if they get the win on on Sunday against the Bears, they will indeed have the best record in the NFC. And you don't apologize for it because you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. But did that make you a believer? And now the fact that management goes out and picks up Snacks Harrison, are, I mean, it, it certainly seems like they're saying to the guys in that locker room, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to bolster this thing. Now, I still, again, go back to uh, there is a question in my mind if this team should get down like they did against Tampa Bay, get down a couple of scores, do they have enough firepower to come back? I still think that question is uh, is unanswered because they don't play from behind very often. But I want to know, do you think that this team is the real deal, that the addition of Snacks Harrison, bringing him in, you'll have Kingsley Kiki, you would assume he's going to be back. If indeed the Packers win this weekend, you would assume he's going to be back uh, probably, what, three weeks from now, at least two two weeks from now, after sitting out this week as well. So do you think this team's the real deal, that this is 
that this is uh, this 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 is this is a Super Bowl bound team. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight again. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. I want to hear from you. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Packers are number one in the NFC right now. They are plus six in the turnover margin. They uh, they have have really when you look at the you know what they've been able to accomplish offensively speaking. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is throwing up seventy percent of his passes. He's hitting a number that he hasn't hit since 2011. He's thrown over 40 touchdowns, five picks on the season. Just what's going on with the Packers is just phenomenal right now. But I want to know, is this team, do you think that this team is is the real deal? 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. I uh, got Steve said, uh, hey, first of all, Happy New Year. Cheers as we put out this craptacular year. Uh, as far as the Packers-Bear game is concerned, I think it's going to be closer than most think. This is an NFC North Divisional game as well as an intense rivalry. Uh, these games seem to be closer than they should be. I still think the Packers win. The weather doesn't look like it's going to be a factor, and the Packers can get a consistent run game going. It will open up the play action and open up the field for Aaron Rodgers. They will need to contain David Montgomery and make Trubisky throw the ball. Even last week when they were playing well, he threw a boneheaded pick in the end zone. Special teams will be the key. Cutterell Patterson is a weapon, and that's one thing we have not discussed, and I want to, uh, in the return game as well as an offense uh, with the Jets. Sweep playing well on special teams is going to be key. Packers going to win 31-26. That's Steve in Richfield. You're 100% correct. Um, Patterson is a guy that he, he can he can definitely hurt you. No doubt about it. can definitely hurt you. And we've seen some rather poor special teams play here recently. So I, that's something that it really we talk so much about this defense – uh, and shutting down Montgomery, and then making Mitch be Mitch, and the offense and the way it goes, and uh, you know now the three-headed threat when it comes to the run game. I get all that, but where they can give this thing up is on special teams. It's nice when you don't punt because then you don't have to worry about punt coverage. You know what I mean? When when they don't have a penalty and they don't punt, I mean that's 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 perfect. But if you have punt coverage, kickoff coverage and such, if you're not booming it out of the end zone, you're giving Cordero Patterson, who's got all the speed and all the juke in the world, you're giving him an opportunity to beat you. Let's go to the phone calls, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Let's go to Roger listening to us in Cudahy. Roger, how you doing today, man? What's up? Uh, I'm not much, I guess. Uh, the upcoming Packer uh, Bear games and uh, Happy New Year to you and everyone else out there. You too. Uh, yeah, Bill. I think where I'm at now, and I guess that's the best way I can answer this question, that my curiosity or focus now is not on their ability to get to the Super Bowl because it's a combination. With regards to the Packers, the idea that um, you are what your record says you are, plus the eye test. And um, that applies not only to the Packers, how they've performed, but the rest of the teams. And that kind of leads me to this. Um, I think they can get to the Super Bowl, 
But my real doubts are whether or not, I don't think they can beat the representative coming out of the AFC. So my goal as a fan is really um, hoping that they get to the Super Bowl and then hoping that maybe they catch a break or two in the game and come out on top. That well, uh, you got to be good. You got to be lucky. You got to be healthy, and you got to get hot. So they've got hot going for them. They're pretty healthy for the most part. I think luck would then play into it. I appreciate the phone call as always, Roger, and Happy New Year. Um, I, I agree. You got to get some breaks along the way. I think that I think I look at it this way. Let's just say it's the Packers and the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, it it to me, it's it's you got to score almost every time you have the football. If it's the Steelers, a little bit different. Steelers aren't as prolific an offense, you know, if the Steelers would make it. Bills are good. Bills have weapons. It would worry me, but not the same as it would when it comes to uh when it comes to uh the, when it comes to the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the ability to run the football. Um the Chiefs have obviously weapons at tight end. They've got weapons on the outs. I you know, in Patrick Mahomes is a very, very accurate passer. They have that swagger coming off of last year's win. I will say, though, it is hard to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Not to say it can't be done, because it has been done. But it is hard. Your first one, you're hungry. You're focused. You're you're just salivating for it. Andy Reid, all the talk about getting the monkey off his back. I mean, just so many different things went into that. The second one, eh, we've been there. We've done that. We know what we're doing. Don't worry about it. You ask Leroy Butler or Brett Favre or any one of those guys that were on that second Super Bowl they went back to in 96. Ask them. Meanwhile, you got Denver and John Elway, and they're hungry, and they want to smash you in the mouth. You're the defending champ. They want what's yours. You know, kind of eye of the tiger, so to speak. You know, it's hard. I think you put uh, you put guys like Zedarius and company, Aaron, who's been there and knows what it takes and knows how hard it is to get back after a decade of futility. Yeah, you, I I it, I think the Packers can go toe to toe with anybody. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight chime in uh let's do this we'll step away we'll take a quick break when we come back we'll talk with eric branchek of the green bay press gazette he's going to join us we'll talk more about this contest coming up with the bears and the packers place in it also it looks like snacks harrison could be playing this weekend he's at practice and uh, once he goes through the uh the protocols he uh he should be should be eligible to play for the packers this weekend which would be nice considering kingsley kiki uh, still nursing the concussion protocols so We'll see what happens there. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. That is coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We're on the air. We are glad you are with us. Thanks, as always, for being here. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. What's for dinner tonight? Quick Trip, they have the uh, take-home heat and eat meals. So if you're looking for something quick, something easy, check out our friends from Quick Trip because they got a lot going on. And uh, I was just in a – they built a big, beautiful new one uh, up the road from me. Uh, and that thing was just starting to go up over the summertime. It's open already and packed with people. And uh, a lot of people stopping in, uh, getting those freshly prepared, meal, prepared meals uh, ready to heat and eat in your home kitchen. Choose from options like fettuccine alfredo with chicken and so much more. The pothole pizzas, the chicken, whatever it happens to be, they've got it over there from our friends at Quick Trip. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, Happy New Year, so to speak, as uh, we get ready to put 2020 behind us. But what a year for the Green Bay Packers, huh? Oh, Bill, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on today. I would, uh, I would say, yeah, what a heck of a year for the Packers. Um, I think a lot of people coming in, including myself, uh, came into the season and was thinking um, uh, that this was maybe 11-5 and five team. Um, but really, I guess they understand their, uh, their personnel better than we do. Wow. Well, that's going to be my next question because I had said this a little bit earlier. I said the Packers have basically played from ahead. When they've played from behind – they haven't been able to really kind of catch up, so to speak. Uh, now, I know we're sitting here and we can second guess whether or not they should have gone after another weapon, another thing, you know, a, a toy for Aaron Rodgers, so to speak. But uh, coming up into the postseason against some of these better teams, a team that could get out on, on them early, like a New Orleans, like a Tampa Bay, uh, do, have they shown the prowess lately to be able to say, you know what, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody? Well, lately, yeah, absolutely. You know, after the Indianapolis game, um, I think there was a, a little bit of a turnaround on the defense because uh, you, you had mentioned, you know, coming from behind, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, one of the things that, that made it trouble to come from behind is when you can't get off the field on third down on defense. And um, against the Titans, um, Carolina, uh, I, I think they showed some so a little bit more uh, aptitude to be able to, to to slow down the run game and get out on, on third down, and that's really going to be the key because um, they can they can go. Uh, in my opinion, they can just you know light it on fire and, and match touchdown for touchdown. But the the reality is is they're going to have to on defense is uh, get more touches for the offense, um, and and I think on offense too, um, you know. Sometimes the magician needs to follow the follow the rules of the trick and not try to make it up himself, um, and that sometimes will. I, I think that point has been made, and uh, I think I think it'll be okay. The three-headed monster that is the running back of Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and now AJ Dillon. Uh, how do you see them working these three guys together? I know they're going to want to run the football. Last time they were very successful, 163 yards on the ground between Jones and Jamal Williams uh, alone. They're going to want to run the football again going into Soldier Field this weekend. How do you see the run game evolving? Well, I'm really glad you asked that question because, quite frankly, um, now that you have lost all that weight and myself, I think with that offensive line, you and I could run for 15 carries, 15 yards. (laughs) You know, really. I mean, so you line one up. It doesn't matter who you got back there. You know, you know. I want to temper the AJ Dillon thing a little bit because, quite frankly, again, the way the offensive line was run blocking, and, and it, it, they can, and you can line anyone up back there. 
But I, a couple of things that we haven't seen since the early part of the season when they were putting up 40 points, a couple, you know, three or four games there in a row, was was the, the running backs downfield uh, catching the pass, you know, vertically. So I think, you know, into the playoffs, maybe – maybe not against the Bears, but you use Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a dynamic weapon, so you want to get him in the open field. Um, and if you got a tough yard, uh, I think maybe Dylan might get the nod a time or two until he proves he can't do it. You know, he's a tough runner, and I don't want to take anything away from the young fellow, he, but he's got some he's got some vision to uh, get figured out. Um, and really, quite frankly, you know, because the pro game is so much different than the college game as far as how – you know, you can call an A-gap run and it ends up being a, a B-gap to the opposite side depending on how defenses go in the zone block scheme. You know, there's a lot that goes into the run. And once that's what Aaron Jones is masterful at is, you know, his vision is as good as his feet and, and, and his hands. So, um, you know, Dylan's going to have to get there. And with uh, with Jamal Williams, you got a guy that you can certainly count on to, to pick up blitzes and to hang in there. And then it has a knack of being able to, to sneak out into the um, – uh, into the flat or running a quick arrow route uh, right after blocking. So they got a pretty good stable back there. It'll be interesting to see how it all plans out. But I would I would say if uh, Williams is healthy, you see a heavier dose of Williams and, and Jones, and Dylan is uh, kind of like a, a specialty type, type uh, situation. Talk about special teams because they've got Cordero Patterson. He is a dynamic threat. Uh, the special teams, they didn't have to worry too much about it because when you're not – you know, you're not turning the ball over. You're not punting. You're not, uh, you know, having uh, having penalties and such, and putting yourself in a bad situation. Things get relatively easy. But uh, talk about special teams. How big special teams could play in this contest with the Bears? Well, you know, like always, you know, you can't be afraid on punting because you got the league's leading punter, uh, punt, the punter who tackles after. Uh, uh, this is Sunday's game. I mean, Jesus, man! I can't, did you see him celebrate after that? Right. Myself, right. It's like he's been. Li- it's like he was listening to the show, man. I loved it. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. You listen, kick the ball out of bounds. Kick it between the numbers and the hat and the sideline, and you're in good shape. You kick it anywhere around the hash. You know that ball lands anywhere in the hash marks, and it's it's a it's a gamble. And I don't. I'm not really thinking that they're going to be interested in, in uh, uh, taking that gamble. So um, in the punt game, kick it between the numbers and the sideline, you should be okay, or kick it out of bounds and really be okay. Um, and, 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 you know, as long as, as Mason Crosby is missing extra points and making field goals, all right, you know, they'll be okay. Because I, I tell you, once he gets in there and he's going for three, it's like he's dialed in like like radar. But, uh, you, you know, the, the extra points, though, could kill him in a really tight ball game. So, or make them do something like go for two in a spot where in a tight ball game that could that could really hurt you if you miss it. So, yeah, I think their special teams is, will be okay. I just get, they got to tighten up on, on that punt game. I, in my opinion, I would I wouldn't even let those guys touch the ball. I'd punt it out of bounds or or try to get it between the numbers and the sidelines so that you don't get in trouble. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, you mentioned the defense. Is the defense peaking at the right time, or are we? I mean, they had a hell of a game against Tennessee, and I think everybody that was sitting back with their arms folded, saying, "Show me something." They showed you something. I, I think now it's whether or not you actually buy into what your eyes, you know, what happened before your eyes, as to whether or not you believe the Packers' defense is getting better and starting to peak at the right time. Absolutely. You know, is, are they peaking? Uh, I think there's still more to come. Um, to be honest with you, you know, a couple of weeks back we were talking about the same situation. And, and can they get better? Can they get better? A lot of people were down on them, but 
you know, you saw some some glimmer of hope. So the way they utilize their safeties um, in the past four weeks is, is is much different than in the first uh, several games of the season. And they're getting they're getting big plays out of, out of Savage. It's like the light bulb went on there. Sometimes it just takes a while for that aha moment. You know, I mean, you've been there. You know, it just takes a little bit. And and it sounds like. Or at least from looking at it, it looks like it's there. I like the point they're playing Amos uh, up on, on early downs around the line of scrimmage. So you got a, a sharp guy there that can cover tight ends and backs. Really, really like that. Um, but but you know the the safety position with Savage. That boy, I tell you that that's what they, that defense has been missing for a long time. Um, you got a, you got uh, Rashawn Gary that's on the way up, uh, and and I think probably the part that makes you uh, the, you know going in that looking at that coaching staff with the, the the sh- the star that makes you feel really good is for the first time all year Kenny Clark had a dominant game and it wasn't like he was matched up against one guy and, and kicked his tail all over the field he was all over up and down the line of scrimmage and kicking butt so that to me is, you know you know me I really like line play you know so mm-hmm. that was exciting for me to watch and, and to see him have a game where he was just dominant because it hasn't been there all season. Uh, Rashawn Gary starting to come on really strong as well. You've got Chris Barnes, you've got Kamal Martin, uh, you Christian Kirksey playing better, dropping back into coverage, had uh, obviously a, a couple of passes defended. The, it seems like everything that we were questioning is starting to play better. And again, I go back to, our, you know, yes, in the trenches they're good, but are, are we buying into fool's gold? Are we are we just taking it and going, hey, like everything's fixed? But I still think that as good as the, the defense can be, I still don't think they're a, a legit top ten. Maybe they can get there, but I don't know if they're a legit top ten. I'd say they're probably top top 11, top 12, but with this offense, that's really all you have to be, right? Yeah, you just got to slow them down enough and give, the, give, give Aaron Rodgers in the offense one extra uh, possession. And that's really that's that's what it needs, you know. You, you know the the funny thing about this is 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 you know I know we asked about defense, but looking at this this offense is it's basically um, the Rams from three years ago um, with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and a, a stable of good running backs. You know when the Rams had Tyler or had Gurley that offense was unstoppable because they could move the ball on the ground. And that's what, what makes this offense so deadly. Um, so yeah, in my opinion, if you get uh, that offense, one more opportunity, even if it's at the end of the game to, to come from behind, you know, I'm, I'm throwing my chips behind that offense. So it's really important um, for that defense to get off the field. Does Aaron Rodgers need to have another good game to really kind of assure himself the MVP, or do you think he's already got it? I think is that he needs to just play. Don't try and be the MVP. Don't try and get a couple extra numbers. Don't try to change a couple extra runs to a pass play. I think he's got it. Now it's time to move on from that, and it's time to play football and make sure that everything is done the right way. All the all the numbers that they need to get offensively are there. 100-plus catches for Adams, good job. Aaron Rodgers has got what seems like 100 t- touchdowns. I know it's in the 40s, but it's up there. And, you know, I think he's got the MVP sewn up. So now it's just sit back, run the offense, and good things happen because some of those throws – the other night, Sunday night, man, on TV did not do it justice. I watched the video, but I was in, in the stadium as well. It was, they don't do him justice. That's the sideline pass up the sideline. 
uh, at the end of the game there. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I mean, I, I literally like had people, you know how tight it is in there. Now it's like wide open, but I had people looking at me like, what's, what, what? cause I literally went, holy cow. Cause I've never seen right. anything like that. Amazing. And then that fade in the end zone. Jesus, man, anyway. I mean, you kidding me? Who makes that throw? Only one guy, and it's Rodgers. So he's the MVP. It's it's time now to just just get, sit back and have fun. Rack up the rack up the numbers and have fun. Uh, before I let you go, uh, can he do anything in this game, do you think? I mean, if he goes out there and obviously throws, you know, three picks and 150 yards and not a touchdown or something, maybe he can put a monkey wrench in this. But I don't think there's much. I'm, I mean, I said already, I think he's three touchdowns, close to 300 yards, 290 yards, 79 yards, something like that. Um, you know, 27 of 32, 27 of 35, something like that. And he, and he walks away going, you know what, we got to win. And he obviously solidifies himself as the MVP and breaks his own record of 45 touchdowns. Well, I think, yeah, if he can hit, uh, you know what would be really fun? Is if he could throw three three touchdowns in the first half, maybe one in the in the beginning of the third quarter, and then watch Boyle uh, stand there and hand off for the rest of the game would be would be really fun for Packers mm-hmm. fans, and I think for the floor and the crew. Yeah, I, I I mean I the way that he's playing right now, there's I don't there's no way he's going to throw for three. I mean, it just isn't happening. Um, just the way that the you know. The other part that you don't see on TV is the way he manipulates defenses with his eyes. It's you know the first the touchdown to St. Brown. I mean he he knew what he was seeing and left left looking left looking left pumped left and then at the last second turned his head and made the made a perfect throw in the end zone. But you know there's not very many quarterbacks that have the mastery of the game where the game is so slow that they can mess with a defense just with their eyes and that's what he's doing out there. And I, I don't. Like unless something bad happens and he throws four picks, which I don't, I, I don't know how that could possibly happen. But yeah, I guess he could probably lose it. But I mean, what we're watching as a, as as whether you're a fan or not, you got to tip your hat to the guy and say, you know, hey, you did it. It's awesome. Good season. No doubt. Take it Good stuff. Away. Good stuff, buddy. Uh, we'll talk again. Break it all down. Come Monday after the pack. Before the postseason. Okay. Yeah, sounds like fun. I'm sure uh, after. Uh, after this weekend, I might have to watch the game on the treadmill, but uh, see how it goes. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a good New Year, and we'll talk to yep. you next week. Take care. Happy New Year. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us uh, for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them. 844 A reminder coming up immediately following the game on Sunday. It's the Green Eagle Post Game Show. You can hear it on many of these same stations. Otherwise, follow us on the Radio.com app. You can always go to the link that's on the website, which is BillMichaelSports.com. And uh, Gary Ellison and I are going to get your reaction immediately, immediately following Green Bay and Chicago this coming weekend. It should be a doozy. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We're back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show continues on in this uh, New Year's Eve Day edition as uh, as we continue to head towards 2021 and the Packers weekend coming up against the Bears. Like I had mentioned earlier, a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend. You've got college football tomorrow. 
And you got a game right now. You've got uh, Mississippi State and Tulsa playing, and it was it's raining like crazy. It's in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, Mississippi State up seven to six at the half, but uh, was raining like crazy in that game a little bit earlier. But uh, you've got uh, some other decent games that are going to be on the docket uh, come tomorrow. And tomorrow you get uh, you get going. You've got uh, the early game tomorrow is uh, Cincinnati, which uh, Cincinnati takes an undefeated record against Georgia. That's going to be uh, one to follow, number eight against number nine. And Cincinnati fans were screaming that they should have been in the final four. Well, now they've got an opportunity to prove it if they knock off an SEC team. So we'll see. That's the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, also tomorrow at noon, you've got Northwestern in the Verbo Citrus Bowl uh, playing Auburn. And then you really start to get into the rest of the uh, the bigger end of the docket because you got Notre Dame and Alabama. That's in the Rose Bowl. That's going to be going on uh, at 3 o'clock Central. And then the late game tomorrow night, Ohio State and Clemson in the All-State Sugar Bowl. And uh, that's the college football playoff semifinals down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium down in uh, Louisiana. So you've got uh, – and also the other Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, as they own two of them, by the way, Cincinnati and Georgia, that's going to be taking place – in Atlanta, Georgia. So Georgia's going to, well, I can't even say they're going to have a, a home crowd advantage because they're going to allow a few fans in a game, but uh, it's it's not going to be the same setting that you would expect for that kind of contest. But uh, the Rose Bowl, certainly, uh, it's, uh, where, where are they where are they going to play that? They, because, I, Sam, are they playing that out in Pasadena? I didn't think they were. No, they're playing out in Texas, actually. That's what I thought because they've closed down a lot of the stadiums because of COVID and the restrictions that uh, California has put on uh, sports teams. So I didn't think that uh, that they were going to be playing the Rose Bowl there. So I, I thought they were going to move that. But nevertheless, you got a big weekend of sports coming up. Obviously, you're going to have some Bucks basketball tomorrow as well. But then you get into the then you get into the NFL, and uh, the NFL is uh, there's a lot of scenarios coming up this weekend as to whether or not. Uh, teams are going to be able to get in. It starts off with the Cowboys and the Giants. I got to admit, I'm hoping for the Cowboys to get a win. Cowboys at six and nine, the Giants at five and ten. Uh, the winner of this game will be the NFC champ if Washington loses to Philadelphia on Sunday night. The only way, if the Cowboys win this game, the only way I watch that game on Sunday night is if the Cowboys win this contest. Otherwise, I don't give a damn about the Sunday night game. But I want to see the Cowboys get in. And unlike last week when Dallas saw a lot of single high man coverage and favorable matchups in that blowout win over the Eagles, um, the defense is going to play more zone, and we'll see what uh, New York does uh, against Mike McCarthy's uh, style of offense and Andy Dalton and company. Meanwhile, uh, you got the Cardinals at the Rams. The Cardinals can clinch a playoff spot with a win. That's it. The Rams can clinch a, a spot with a win or a loss by the Bears. So if the Bears get beat by the Packers, and the Rams win, they're in. Or, think of it this way, if the Cardinals win, that means the Rams lose. But if then the Packers beat the Bears, both the Cardinals and the Rams are in. So there's a lot of ramifications on that game and on what the Packers and the Bears do. Meanwhile, the Steelers and the Browns are matching up. Now, the Browns are going to make the playoffs with a win in this game. They could also clinch a wild-card spot with a loss by the Colts, or by the Titans, and uh, a win by the Ravens, the Colts, and the Dolphins. So there's a lot going on there for the Browns to get in. The Steelers have already locked up the AFC North. They're likely to be the two or three seed, but they've already stated they're going to sit a lot of people in this one. So there are going to be a lot of starters sitting there with ponchos on on the sideline. 
Then you got the Dolphins and the Bills. Now, the Dolphins can make the playoffs with a win in this game. They could also clinch a wild card spot if the Ravens, Browns, or Colts lose. Okay? The Bills have already clinched the AFC East, likely that number two or three seed. So chances are uh, they're just playing for seeding at this point. But uh, now the Ravens, I don't think the Ravens are going to lose. They're in Cincinnati. The Browns could very well lose. The Colts are taking on the Jaguars. So my assumption is that the Dolphins are going to be doing some uh, scoreboard watching to see if the Browns in, or if the Ravens indeed start to beat the heck out of Cincinnati or if the Browns are getting beat up by, uh, by, by the Steelers in that case. So they're playing for uh, their lives as well. Meanwhile, uh, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens are going to make the playoffs with a win in this game against Cincinnati. They could also clinch a wild card spot if the Browns or the Colts lose. The Bengals out of playoff contention. They suck swamp water. And then there's the Packers game coming up, and the Bears can make the playoffs with a win. They could also clinch a wild card spot if the Cardinals lose to the Rams. The Packers favorite to be the number one seed in the NFC. They win. They're the number one seed. It's that simple. So then you got the Titans and the Texans. The Titans are going to clinch an AFC South title with a win. They could also clinch a wild card spot if the Ravens, Colts, or Dolphins lose. The Texans, nothing to play for except for pride in this contest. And the Colts need to win the game against the Jaguars. They have either the Titans, Ravens, Browns, or Dolphins, if any one of those lose, uh, to make the playoffs. So the Colts need to win. And they have to have either the Titans, Ravens, Browns, or Dolphins lose. So, again, a lot of ramifications going on in the NFL. This is going to be an exciting Sunday. Uh, the, if the Colts win and the Titans lose, Indianapolis would clinch the AFC South title. And the Jaguars, we already know, they've locked up the number one pick in the NFL draft. So not a lot uh, going on there. And then the Sunday night contest, remember, if the Cowboys win, Washington has to win to get in. If Washington loses that contest to either, uh, or I should say to the Eagles on Sunday night, then the winner of the Cowboys-New York Giants game becomes the uh, the NFC East winner and then makes the playoffs. So there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, it's, it's going to be an exciting weekend of football. I, I'm, I'm really, really geeked over all of this. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We have the new mail heads up plays of the week. That is coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are headed to Chicago to face the Bears Sunday at 325. Bears head coach Matt Nagy is pleased at his team's focus after snapping a six-game losing streak by winning three in a row. Collectively, it feels, feels good right now. Okay, we, we broke through a six-game slide. We've won three in a row. Now we can pull back a little bit and just play. No, that's not it. We just keep staying the course. We worry about this week. We don't worry about one other thing other than Sunday kickoff. Akeem Hicks is back in action on the Bears' defensive line after missing the last time these two teams met five weeks ago. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Anytime a guy of that caliber isn't in there, it definitely leaves a hole. And I think not that the other guys aren't talented players, because I'm not saying that. I think this is as talented of a front as we will see all year. Packers defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki missed practice yesterday undergoing the concussion protocol. 
and Green Bay has claimed Damon snacks Harrison off waivers. Now, the Seahawks claim Harrison told them on Monday that he was done with football. Harrison said after leaving the Lions last spring, he rejected offers this summer from the Bucks and the Dolphins because of concerns over COVID. Yeah, that, that was the only reason why I didn't sign with the team earlier, because it, the, the coronavirus thing had just happened, and at the time, the NFL didn't have a plan, so I didn't feel safe with making a decision, and I didn't have to rush into a decision then either. At Snacks Harrison in Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. We are glad to have you. Our final new mail heads up plays of the week for 2020. We are underway. It's brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical Center. Number one, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, the third touchdown of the game against the Titans. Here it is. So a gigantic break for the Packers. Second down and goal now. Play action. Rodgers looking for his fourth touchdown pass of the night. Gets it. Third to Adams. There you go. That's credit to our friends from NBC, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, A.J. Dillon at number two with his first career touchdown 30 yards out, my friends. Snap it. First down and a lot more and all the way to the end zone goes A.J. Dillon. Fourth and issues, and off he goes for 30 yards and a touchdown. And a touchdown. And last but not least, the Bucks, in case you didn't know, set a new NBA record for threes. Sam Merrill draining one for the 28th three between the Bucks and the Heat. 30 misses in 35 attempts, and tonight, 27 of 48. All right, Sammy. There I was, was going to. I should have. We talked about it. Sam Merrill. Hits the shot to give the Bucks the all-time NBA record for threes made in a game with 28. Who knew? Who knew? You figured it would come against them, not for them. You know what I mean? But that is your New Mail Heads Up Plays of the Week, brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical Center. New Mail Medical Center with uh, locations all over and one phone number, 414-455-4451. You don't have to worry about going into the new year looking bad, feeling bad, or anything like that. You can go there for whether it's the low T treatments, looking for more energy, better mental clarity, better mood, better stamina. If you're looking for better uh, better you in the bedroom, they can help you out with that. And with the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, if your goal this year, which most goals are to lose some weight and to get fit in the new year, uh, jumpstart it the right way. They can really help you become an all-new you. Check out our friends at New Mel Medical Center. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Uh, a couple of different things, a couple of different piece, uh, pieces of information. By the way, for the Dolphins game, Ryan Fitzpatrick has tested positive for COVID. He is out for the Dolphins game against the Bills. That's according to Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport. Uh, so uh, that is... Something, if you are a better, it's probably going to be two a time, you would expect. So if you're a better, then uh, pay attention there. And then uh, hitting closer to home, think about this. Tonight at midnight, it ceases to be Miller Park. Because beginning tomorrow, which is 12.01 a.m., uh, it becomes American Family Field. So uh, Miller Park ceases to exist 
at midnight tonight, and it becomes American Family Field beginning tomorrow. And I would assume the new signage is going to go up rather quick, but uh, that's probably already in place and ready to go. But, yeah, it's going to become American Family Field tomorrow. And I know, you know, there's some people that love the, the brewing history, so to speak, uh, and want that. But, you know, as I've stated before, uh, time for a change. Look, Miller didn't want it. You know, it's just like people are pissed off about the Harley stage. And I, I am too. I, I wanted to see Harley remain a, uh, a sponsor of the stage down there at Summerfest. The problem is you don't want to pay the money and you're pulling out on all this deal because Harley's pulling off of the logo of uh, the advertising for the Bucks as well. So, you know, Harley's pulling out a lot of stuff. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, I know they're closing down things and such uh, and trying to create supply and demand by lessening the supply, which that's not a good business practice, but it is what it is. So, um, you know, they're they're doing that as well. So Miller is going to be no longer the sponsor of American Family Field and Harley pulling out of Summerfest and pulling their logo off of the box, and that's going to happen eventually here. So a lot of change going on when it comes to things that we've come to know and love. But 2021... The new year of new thoughts and new surprises. Hopefully nothing negative. When we come back, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, you're going to hear his presser. He's also talking about, uh, talking about Snacks Harrison as well. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 